On this episode of The Playbook, I have a trifecta of born-to-be-business on Peacock and Crave. That's Kiana Allen, Colette DeVito, and Lexi Zangi. And they're joining me to talk about how their disabilities have become superpowers to be born for business. Join me for all this and more on The Playbook. This is Entrepreneur's The Playbook where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success and what made them champions on the field and in the boardroom. I'm your host, David Meltzer. I am so excited. This is the most powerful group I've had on the podcast ever, even better than the Gronkowskis. They're going to bring it for you. They have a new series called Born for Business. Talk about right up my alley dealing with their individual journeys as entrepreneurs and business people. And I have just an amazing guest, Kiana Allen, Colette DeVito, and Lexi, Leslie Zangi. They're all featured here. Welcome everyone to The Playbook. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Excited to be here. Well, you are all special people. And I always say it takes a special person to be an entrepreneur, people that are born for business. I've been blessed to be around billionaires, millionaires, entrepreneurs, celebrities, athletes, and entertainers. And each of them have one common denominator, and that is the desire that you must be what you can be. Whoever it is, whether you're Cameron Diaz, whether you're Tillman Fertitta or Sadhguru, um, who wants to empower the whole whole world. He shames me. He wants to empower the whole world to be happy. I told him I'd take on a billion of them or more. He's taken on the whole world. So I'd like to start by asking each of you where that desire to be what you must be within the context of who you are really started and how do you manifest that or, or illustrate that, exhibit that in what you do? Lexi, you can go first. Well, I feel like when it comes to business and like what really drives me is that feeling of achieving a dream. I've done it before. Um, it's much lesser scale, but it was a big deal at the time with cheerleading and winning national champion. And it was just that shock of like proving your, to yourself that dreams, you really don't think they can happen, right? They seem so out of the way. And then when it happens, you just get this overwhelming, overwhelming feeling of accomplishment and almost self-worth in a way because you're proud of yourself and what you're doing. And so I kind of keep that drive when it comes to always reason and just wanting that feeling again. I'm constantly chasing that amazing feeling of like, wow, I did this. It is the best feeling. And when obstacles get in your way, uh, Colette, how and what drives you to be what you want to be? Um, Oh, you muted. We went on mute. That's it's okay. Check the mute button. Oh, there we go. Okay. So the question is, um, yeah, sorry. Is this different? So, well, I, I, I'll start and then you start. You know what, David? As I'm, her, I'm her mom and I was raised in a family of entrepreneurs and my dad and my sisters and brothers. And yep. we just are very opinionated, kind of little bossy. And people that, that let, when we think that we know something, we think we know something. So we don't like to be told things by other people. We don't like to wait for anything either. We like to get things done. So when Colette was born, I raised her no different. I didn't look at her like she had a disability. 
I just raised her to say, listen, you know what, have your own mind, you know, know that you can have whatever life that you want. And, and I taught her to, to say a mantra every day. And, uh, also, and, and also having a, um, a better customer, you know, I said, um, but actually, I don't know how to um how to run my own business being as an as an entrepreneur. I don't know anything of of those things. I tried um that's why the mom um, she 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 always had been she always came out tell me this so many times and from years is um saying that I will always give you as a test of possible. Now that's and um, because look I mean we now I have a missing company a missing apartment at so so when nobody would hire her it was very easy for me to say start your own business Colette yes I did you know, but you did, yeah. and, and you you have that aptitude. And Kiana as well. You know, I, th that word disability, you know, just confuses me from my perspective because I I get choked up thinking about it. That I think it's a disadvantage to think of it in that manner because it's really different abilities. I I uh, have one of my closest cousins who you know was born with uh, CP and. And graduated college, had to get some exemptions for math classes, but she always talked about being disabled. I said, you're just different, different abilities than I have. My disabilities are inside, right? At least a lot of people, people can see them. And, and Kiana, what is it for you that drives you that you must be what you can be with your different abilities? Um, definitely because I want to you know, show, prove people wrong, you know, when people count me out, you know, I always like to just go and knock it out. Um, but mainly what pushes me is ever since I was a little girl, I had no other desire but to be an entrepreneur. My uncle was, he had his own car, comic book company and I just loved everything that he did. And when I heard him call himself an entrepreneur, I just, I love the word. I don't know. I know what it was. I just love the way it sounded. Right. So I'm like, I just tell people I want to be an entrepreneur. So I had um, a candy store, a lemonade stand. I break leaves. I did nails. I made t-shirts. I sold jewelry. I, and I led myself up into what I am today. So I have no other, it, it has to work or it has to work. So I don't have a plan B, you know, my plan A is just what it is. And that's what drives me every day. Um, I know that I've been through some challenges in entrepreneurship and in my health, and I just, I feel unstoppable. You know, I don't want anybody to feel like they can hold me down. And that's my why. That's, that's why I push and go so hard. And, you know, with the show itself that you guys are all on and your different backgrounds and your different personalities, it, it's interesting. So beyond that entrepreneurial spirit, which I think is more aligned with the backgrounds that you have, the never say die all in superpreneurs, like knit me a cape because I'm not, I'm going to make this happen. I have superpowers and a chip on my shoulder. And I, you know, and I know that because I lived it myself. Um, but the other side of the coin is also difficult. And I'm going to start, um, Colette, with you, you and your mom. Um, we are afraid to ask for help. 
that, you know, I lost over $100 million as an entrepreneur. I had to make it back with radical humility uh, and, and humble ignorance, not the arrogant ignorance that made the first $100 million. You know, do you find it hard, especially, you know, with your different backgrounds and capabilities to ask for help that you feel like I can do it myself, you know, leave me alone? Because that was a huge problem for me as an entrepreneur. Same as me. That is how I am. We're, we're both like that. We are. <laughs> that. You know, but one thing I have learned, I've done, we've done a lot of workshops. We've listened to a lot of amazing people, a lot of different women and a lot of, a lot of people that have been through hardships that have become very successful. And we really watch them and listen to them. And the one thing that we've had to kind of grow up and learn how to do is surround yourself with people that are smarter than you you know, and, and, and listen to them and kind of watch them. And I think that's how we kind of help each other. But I mean, right now, day to day, Colette and I both disagree every single day. Every single day. And uh, oh my gosh, there was like, yeah, she is in, I shouldn't say it, but she, she could be peanut by my ass. <laughs> Well, that, I have three daughters. I have three daughters. That makes you more normal. That makes you yeah. more normal than anything. Just to, to get an argument. As, as Kiana can relate, imagine working with your family every day, <laughs> and then you want to have dinner with them, and she's like, "Uh, oh, no, no, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I get your. That's the most normal thing I've heard for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lexi, you have a new podcast as well. And, you know, every step of the way from your show on Peacock uh, with your great stars and your co-host co stars there, um, you know, podcasting is the next level of, you know, entertaining in your, your, your own brand. You're going to have to ask for a lot of help. Do you have the same trouble, you know, asking for help, finding someone that sits in the situation that you want to be in? Or have you, you know, reached that point of humility? It's like, I can get a lot farther by utilizing other people's help. I think that I'm never afraid to ask for help, especially with something like starting a podcast where I really don't know what direction I'm going. Um, I really just started it because of the show and it made me more comfortable. It's so funny. Somebody with anxiety has the courage to talk about their anxiety on TikTok or Instagram or whatever I'm doing. So I think that the show just kind of opened the door for me and, you know, they taught me stuff, my co-hosts taught me stuff by talking about their disability so open and candidly that for me I just feel like I can take this on and yeah I mean I'm, I'm not the type of person who's afraid to ask for help but like what you guys were all saying about family of entrepreneurs yeah I'm not going to them because they're just the thing about an entrepreneur right is that they also think like if they've been in business for so long and they're successful that they they know everything but when it's a different field it's not that easy. So I'm going to stay away from family with it because they're all going to be like, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to be like, you own a tree service. Right. <laughs> you don't know about podcasts. So I'm going to make sure I'm asking the right person. And I then love I it. <laughs> well, that's okay. When I got out of law school, my mom told me the internet was going to be a fad and that I needed to be a real lawyer. And thank goodness I didn't listen. I have, I have a line for all of you just because your parents love you and your family loves you doesn't mean they give you good advice. Uh, take it like a handful of sand. Say thank you, 
try to understand where they're coming from and let it fall through your hand like a like sand. <laughs> hold hold on to the few granules that they give you that are good advice. Hold on yeah. to those. But yeah. most of it, most of it, let it with gratitude fall through your hand. Um, <laughs> and Kiana, you you um, you know, in your in your business, uh, deal with with people in their judgments and conditions, uh, and more on the ego side of things. You know, a need to. Uh, mm -hmm. love ourselves you probably have more customers uh that you have to you know tell your own story and, and not only offer help but but ask for help from them uh, yeah. to, to to find i have a saying right i am healthy i am happy i am wealthy and i am worthy what am i doing to interfere with it um and i i've watched you on the show um and you seem to get that you know wh where does that compassion and empathy come from and when did you learn that i'm sure it wasn't always easy for you no it was terribly hard for me and i obviously i'm still struggling with it um i was the only child my mom's the only child so i was used to doing everything on my own you know i didn't have siblings to help me out to tell me how to learn how to ride a bike whatever the situation was so i have always been independent and um in entrepreneurship you have to have a team. You have to have people who are going to be there with you. So forcing myself into, into asking people to help me has been tremendously helpful for my brand. You know, without my team, without my staff, without those people, I would not be able to do the day-to-day -day thing. So I need them. I need them to be successful. And I had to learn um, that I cannot do everything myself. Even though I try and I feel like I'm strong enough to do it, I know that I can't. So I have to delegate those duties and I have to, um, you know, figure out a way to be able to multitask and do the things that I need to do, but let my staff and my team do the rest, you know, and that's just what a great entrepreneur does that you have no other choice, but to make sure that you have, you have to ask for people to come and help you. And the good thing for me is, especially with the boutique, I have people knocking down the door to come help me. It's because they believe in the brand. They believe in what I'm doing. They believe in the culture, you know? So I've been blessed in that in that regard as far as the boutique down. Munchies is a different story, you know? We're still trying to get that thing together, but um, even that staff there, I'm grateful for them. And um, I tell them what to do, not ask them what to do. So we're trying to get that together. And um, I think it'll be, it'll be okay. I know it's gonna be okay. And it will be um, leading back to Lexi real quick. Um, you know what you deal with on a daily uh, on a uh, on a daily uh, activity or, or a daily perspective, I should say, is one of the biggest thing. I I literally just had uh, a friend of mine commit suicide this weekend. Uh, the reason I'm on my mission to empower over a billion people to be happy is my 12 year old daughter's 12 year old friend. Uh, committed suicide uh, from anxiety and depression. And we're just, I think, scraping the surface of how we have to deal with what meaning we're giving life in the way we feel inside. Um, where, you know, some people like Colette have an advantage over us because her, her differences are on the outside. And so we can deal with it. But when you look uh, like you, Lexi, everyone thinks you're perfect. And that almost exacerbates the situation and makes you more anxious and more depressed. Um, what are you doing today through the platform that you're building with your friends here to help people? And what advice would you give them? Because there's so many people of all ages that this is the number one issue, mental health, anxiety, and depression. 
and it's costing lives more than the pandemic. And people don't realize that far more than the pandemic or any flu that's ever created uh, anxiety and depression is costing uh, physical lives, but emotional lives as well. Uh, what lessons have you learned and can you share with us to help? I have a lot to say on this. Um, first, I want to say I'm so sorry for your loss. Um, look, I get it. Um, being no one really talks about it enough. And you know what, even if they do, I'm realizing recently that even if you saw my podcast picture, let me just describe it really quick, right? It's very neon pink. It's very, oh, look at that. It's a little bit hot. And there was a reason for that. I want to grab attention because when you start talking about anxiety or depression, you kind of lose people's focus, right? They're like, oh, I don't need this therapy. They don't, they don't really want to hear it. So what I want to do is grab people's attention, kind of like you would do with clothes or, you know, like a marketing campaign because everyone else is talking about it. No one's listening. So I'm going to try a different route. I'm going to go that trendy route. I'm going to do the song you want to hear. And then I'm going to pull you in. And then we're going to talk about it and realize that we share a lot of the same thoughts. That's the number one thing with anxiety is that you don't know what the hell is going on inside your head. It's your head at the end of the day. How are you going to believe it's lying to you? It is the biggest liar that you know. And the thing is, once you talk to someone, you're like, oh, wait, you get butterflies when you go to get like coffee too. Like, I'm not just the weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. And that time I didn't answer in the group chat. I was paralyzed on my couch. I couldn't go out that night. That was you too. Yeah. I thought you hated me. Like open the door, have conversations and share your perspective and your thoughts. Because the second I did that, I mean, for two to three years, I was silent. No one knew what was going on with me. They just knew that I wouldn't get off the couch. And, you know, my brother would come home and he'd be like, sitting on the couch again, huh? And I'm like, but, oh, it killed me. I mean, I had to move my room upstairs so that I didn't hear that because that gave me so much anxiety. Like, it's just, it's a mind game. It is like this manipulating thing that we probably all deal with here. We all have felt anxiety on some scale, I'm sure, whether it be from something you're dealing with day to day or work or your disability But when I tell you I have customers come in and parents come in and they say their four-year-old daughter cannot go to school because of anxiety. In high school, I didn't even know I had anxiety. Now I look back in it, but social media and people, I really believe social media and people portraying these fake perfect lives or only showing the great side of their lives. It is destroying little girls, little boys, little everybody, little people, everybody, older people, even I'm, I get destroyed if I go on social media for an hour. It's like, and that's why it takes me back to like, we have people all the time talking to us about this. People have always talked about depression, not as much anxiety, but that's what I was saying with, you got to grab their attention and you got to do it in a, in a scandalous or trendy way, because that's the only way you're going to get people's attention out social media. It's the sad truth. So yeah, I mean, it's anxiety is devastating. I mean, I never knew what it was like, like why someone would want to be off of the world. I hate saying suicide, but that's what it is. It's just such a dark, dark world world and word for me. But um, I understood it very much when I had anxiety. Um, I definitely wasn't the type of person to be able to do it due to guilt that I felt for my family. 
but for the first time understanding it like wow there's nothing here for me there this will never get better it's it's the darkest that life will ever get I think for anybody so anybody who's talking about it here's to you you know like thank you for opening up and sharing your story which is what I love about your upcoming podcast but more importantly the show right Uh, is it's taking all the darkest things or things that people are afraid of comparisons, the thief of joy, the separation of inferiority and superiority, all the ego-based consciousness and inborn for business. I love the illumination. That's why I love the show. You know, it's incredible. Let's all illuminate uh, and appreciate that we're all different and it's that simple. And so I try to do the same thing with, you know, the strengths and weaknesses that I have and the experiences and successes and failures in my life, just illuminate them. Don't over-exaggerate them, oversell them, back and sell them, manipulate them and cheat them and make people feel different. Uh, but we all are one. And I just applaud all three of you ladies. You're incredible. And I uh, just look forward to so many more great things and the impact that you can have. Leslie Zangi, Kiana Allen, and Colette DeVito from Born for Business. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Playbook as much as me. On a personal note, I just wanted to thank everyone for making The Playbook such a success. Don't forget to continue it by sharing, subscribing, and listening to your favorite episodes. This is Dave Meltzer with The Playbook.